What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Welcome back. I am doing wonderful. How are you doing, Tim? Where have we been? Man, uh, working? we've been everywhere. <laughs> we've been working, we've been parenting, we've been doing yoga in parks. Like, we've been doing it all. I, I have not been parenting. <laughs> <laughs> My mom listens to this, Tim. Don't do that. No kids um, on the way. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so Tim had a second child in February. We lost our place to record. We lost our audio platform to record on. But now we're back. We have three consistent times to record on. It's going to be great. And yeah, we're back on the consistency. Life has been kind of crazy, but we're back with our favorite 10 positive news stories of the week. Tim, what do you got? Man, my first one, I actually love it a lot. It's about a bus driver named Mr. Charles. So Mr. Charles, he drove this bus in Berkeley, right? And whenever he was driving his bus, he does his routes. It's no big deal. Was uh, enjoying his job, you know, nothing too hard sitting back in the bus um, but one day he decided to take up another route that he normally doesn't take um, he gets to the school a little bit early he's just sitting out there waiting for some students and all of a sudden he sees a teacher walking up with another student and this student he happened to be uh, kind of a little wild in class um, you know just doesn't want to sit down talking back etc um, so the teacher basically promised the kid hey if you're good today I'll take you to the bus a little early um, his name is Cameron, and Cameron really, really loves buses, um, likes to sit in them, just likes how, you know, the vibe inside of a bus. Uh, so basically, Cameron was good that day. He goes to the bus, and he talks to Mr. Charles, and Mr. Charles, you know, entertains the conversation. He really gives that kid his uh, undivided attention. Um, so basically, ever since that day, Cameron's teacher told him, hey, if you're good, I'll take you to the bus a little early. This happened, you know, a couple weeks into school. For the rest of the school year, this last school year, this kid didn't get in trouble at all. Um, it happened because of Mr. Charles specifically. Uh, Cameron's mom actually was quoted by saying, I know guardian angels were sent for children and I know Mr. Charles is my son's guardian angel. Mr. Charles and him actually made such a close connection that Mr. Charles goes to Cameron's baseball games on the weekends. They spend uh, plenty of time on the bus eating ice cream and talking about baseball and just things that they like together. It's one of those beautiful things that the school system, it takes a village you know, to raise these kids, to help these kids. And Mr. Charles being a bus driver for the Berkeley School District, which I got this story off of their YouTube channel, shows how it's all connected and it shows how beautiful it is. I really love this story because again, we're about community here on The Positive Truth. We haven't had a story in a while to tell everybody. And for me, I wanted to start this one off with a nice community story from Mr. Charles, the bus driver. Man, school is so important to him because my first positive news story is also about an awesome school teacher. Do you remember when you were a senior and how unfocused we were in class? Absolutely. So. At an Arizona high school, there was an 18-year-old named Parker Bond, and he's like, I'm not really a huge fan of school, not really a huge fan of anything, but I really like my teacher. His name's Mr. Guy. 
And the guy taught government and economics. But he taught a little different than everyone else. He would always try to get everyone involved. So instead of just doing a lecture and having everyone sit quiet, he would set up little like debates and meetings and they would all make sure to interact. Sometimes they weren't sitting down, sometimes they were moving around. So all the kids that usually are just like not interested at all are like, I like going to this man's class. They were always well behaved, just like Mr. Bond here, Parker. But then he noticed his favorite teacher, basically the only class he liked besides sports, sort of like we were when we were 18. Mr. Guy started, his energy started dropping off. And they were concerned because they're like, yo, I used to, I really liked this class. We did some fun things, but now Mr. Guy, he's a little depressed. So they pulled him to the side and asked what was going on. He eventually relented and he said, my wife having a lot of chest pain, she's going to have to get surgery on her heart. He had to take a lot of, you know, time off and everything. And Parker Bond, his student in class, was like, yo, we really like this man. We should do a fundraiser to raise money to help his wife pay for the surgery. Just because they liked how much, how he taught his class. And they raised $10,000 for his favorite teacher's heart surgery. And that's super awesome. It just goes to show you all it takes is one good teacher to change your life. And then they took his great teaching skills and his kindness towards them. And they repaid it tenfold. Gotta love it. We're back, love Tim. Uh, we are Positive back. Positive news story. Take that world. What do you got, man? Man, so my next story, you know we love dogs on the positive truth. Um, from USA Today, I actually have a story of a golden retriever. There's this four-year-old boy. He was playing in his yard, right? And then all of a sudden, this bear is there. Um, the bear sees the boy, you know, stands up. The boy immediately freaks out at four years old. This is all caught on surveillance video because you know me in videos. Um, so this four-year-old boy immediately gets scared, starts to take off. And that's when the golden retriever steps in and actually chases the bear off of the property. I thought this was a super cool video because I love my super dog hero shows, especially on HBO. I watch it with the kids. My son actually loves it too. It's super dope. He makes this little whenever the <laughs> movie comes on. So it reminded me, when I saw the video, I was like, oh, this reminds me of super dog. I definitely have to talk about it here on The Positive Truth. Man's best friend. So Sabas. I got another dog story, Tim. Another follow-up. We're right in tune right now. It's about a man turning 100 years old named Robert Moore. And Robert Moore, 100 years old, was like, his daughter was trying to think of what to get him. She was like, he really loves dogs. He wants to pet all the dogs. Let's do a 100th birthday party. And since we got a really close-knit neighborhood, we'll say, just bring your puppies for my dad. He'll pet them, and we'll give out dog treats. She put it on the community Facebook page, got a little bit of traction. And she was like, oh, maybe 20, 30 people show up. So the day of, they set up, they will stand outside. They're in California, you know the weather's great. They got the happy 100th birthday. And Robert Moore was a Dean of Applied Sciences and Arts, San Jose State, 25 years. He was like, you know, most of my friends and colleagues, they're, they're gone at this point. He didn't think that many people were going to show up. Well, Tim, 200 dogs showed up. Hey. He got to I pet. thought 100 would show up or something. He doubled that. He got to pet all the dogs. And, and 
more inspiration. One of the people that came was named Roger O'Brien, 88, has Alzheimer's. His daughter brought him. And when he was there with his dog, Lucky, his daughter was like, this is the most he smiled in years. And usually, you know, he has trouble remembering, but he was remembering every dog's name, met Robert, remembered him, and now they're friends. Amazing. Man, that's so beautiful. I'm loving it. I needed that little heartwarming, that heartstring pull sto- puller story. <laughs> what do you got, man? Oh, man, what is my next story? Let's see. Oh, I have this. Have you ever played Ding Dong Ditch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Send me up again, Tim. Send me up. <laughs> We were kids in the 90s. I was hoping you did. So check this out, man. So in um, Minnesota, there's these kids, right? There's this 13-year-old kid. His name is Jackson. And Jackson basically was with his friends. And they're being kids. You know, it's the summertime. They're out there playing ding-dong ditch. The thing is, though, they're doing this in the middle of the day, right? So they're out here being super brave. But (laughs) technology's so, so different than it was back then whenever we were kids, right? We would press the doorbell or, you know, ring the doorbell and then take off running real fast. Nine times out of ten, nobody's going to see us. You know, it's dark. We get out of the way. But now, there's ring cameras everywhere. So Jackson, he did something really, really cool. They decided they wanted to play Ding Dong Ditch, like I said. But he rang the doorbell, and instead of running, he actually gave um, kind of a short inspirational speech. Just saying, you know, you're important. Remember how uh, important you are. Don't forget it. Just super, super kind at 13 years old. And then he just took off his friends took off running behind him but then he took off after that but it was just so kind because what ended up happening was the woman who actually lived there she uh gets on her phone she was on vacation and she sees this message and she's just like oh wow that was super powerful so she immediately uploaded it to tiktok this kid is playing ding dong ditch and he said some kind words ever since it was uploaded to tiktok millions and millions of shares and millions of views man everybody's talking about this kid and everybody is like treating him like a tiktok celebrity um they interviewed jackson and they basically were like you know what do you think about being famous and he said look i didn't say this to be famous i was really just out there trying to you know make somebody's day but i'm definitely gonna run with it (laughs) which i thought was awesome (laughs) which i thought was awesome from him i love the 13 year old honesty man but i actually thought it was pretty cool i love the power of social media i love the power of uh positive technology honestly the way that he used the ring camera to say something positive and the way that she used it to spread it to more people on tiktok i absolutely love it we can get distracted being on social media and on our phones on the regular we've been talking about that since 2016 Um, but whenever you guys decide to use it for something positive just like jackson and just like the woman who shared it on tiktok i think it's amazing so shout out to them yeah the youth are awesome with positive truth podcast Always. Before we get to our last five positive news stories, we need to pause and do audio meditation where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to pause. Think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day a little more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? I mean, of course, the wife and kids, um, but I'm grateful for this moment. So it was yesterday, two days ago, something, I don't know. Um, Let's just say Sunday. Uh, (laughs) So it was Sunday morning. We were watching uh, Spider-Man across the the Spideyverse. Me and Layla, Edna, the the son, we're all just, you know, we're kicking it. Uh, But Layla loves Spider-Man. She's obsessed, right? Movie ends. She's like, can we watch it again? Yeah, of course. We can. I love Spider-Man too, so I'm not mad at that. We watched it like two times in a row, right? But after the second time, she's like... Daddy, can we paint? I'm like, yeah, we can paint. 
like, what do you want to paint? She's like, I want to paint Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, cool. So for two hours after watching Spider-Man two times, which was like a two-hour and 20-minute movie, we painted like two different paints things of Spider-Man, and I loved every second of it. It just made me really happy to be able to have those moments with my kids when she's at that age now, especially to you know like stuff that I like. But it was really cool the fact that she had that attention to paint something that she just saw. I just thought it was super beautiful and cute. So yeah, I'm super thankful for moments like that. Adorable. What about you, sir? <laughs> so I have been waiting to tell you this story on the podcast for a while. If there's two things Tim appreciates, it's being right and laughing at me. Do <laughs> service. <laughs> so this is going to do both. So we have group threads where we're working. We have a lot of them. And I haven't told anyone this on the podcast, but I'm trying to transition to where all my clothes are branded to where it's like either something we own or we used to own. It's kind of hard, like with gym shorts and socks, you know, pants, but I'm pretty close on the shirts. And one of the shirts I wanted was one of our Zeus shirts. I couldn't find one back in February. Apparently they got found a couple months ago. And I'm like, yes, give me a large. And Tim messages me on the side, like, you need a 2X. I look at the message. And I'm like, this man is either looking out for me, making fun of me, or both. And I can't risk it. So I go into the group message. I was like, Tim told me I need a 2X. Flash forward a week, right? Flash forward a week. I end up going on this field trip for Memorial Day. And I don't have any gym shorts. I'm not gym shorts, swimming shorts. And I have to go get the little feet things, whatever, to protect your feet from the rocks. And so I don't want, I'm a plain person. Like, I don't have any style. So I see some black swim shorts. There's only two of them left. There's a 2X and there's a large. And I think of the conversation. I'm like, man, forget Tim. I'm a large. I've never bought a 2X in my life. So I get the swim shorts. I don't try them on. I get everything. The next day, I put them on and I'm like... Oh man, <laughs> short. You remember when we were in middle school and you like they would tell the girls like if your uh, if your hands are longer than the shorts are too short, barely. Like lucky I got short arms. Like they're that short, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna rock them, you know. <laughs> you got a choice got now. Choice. So I go walk to the little place to get something, and this this camp was like thick boy. <laughs> It was a guy, he called me a thick boy, and I'm like, ah! He was like, you way too thick to be wearing those short shorts. <laughs> so I keep walking, I walk past after I get, I got something. Oh, I man. Like, we'll stand before you on the float. He's like, thick boy returning. And I was like, man, these are large. He was like, a large? You need at least a 2X. I was like, damn, Tim was right. <laughs> oh, this makes my heart feel so good. Oh. So yeah, you successfully roasted me and you were right, Tim. So there you go. I knew you would love that story. What was bad was when I texted you on the side, I was like, let me text him on the side so this isn't too bad of a roast. Because if I said that in front of everybody, it would have been real bad. (laughs) But now the whole world heard it. Oh man, that was hilarious. Did y'all ever see me in short shorts in Oklahoma City? Hey, I'm just rocking it now. (laughs) <laughs> Those are my swim shorts. Mine. Those are the dad shorts right there. Commit. So to transition back to the positive news stories, another thing that I like to roast myself about and Tim likes to roast me about is I have very bad vision. 
<laughs> I can't find anything. So this next positive news story. I love this next positive news story. Oh, I'm with so, Doctor Sabaretter. He was working with a young man. His name's Antonio, and he had dystrophic. Bulesa. I really cannot pronounce the middle word right now. It's a rare genetic condition that causes blisters all over the body and in the eyes. But his skin improved whenever he, he joined the doctor's clinical trial to test the first trop- topical gene therapy. And it gave the doctor an idea, Dr. Saboteur, what, what if we did this with his eyes? He did it on his eyes and so he's been like Antonio's been blind almost his whole life. And he could see again. And they realized, like, if we take these eye drops and we start playing with them, we can treat millions of people with not just blindness, but other eye disease, common ones, and we can give a lot of people their vision back. So in the future, and it's been working so far, we might have eye drops that can fix your vision, Tim. Exactly what I need. Where so is I the love test trial? Man, you got you to gotta be a, you got a trial, like, Get paid for that, JP. There's been so many moments where we, you were like, I can't find it. It's not there. I opened up the safe that one time. I'm like, man, it's right in front of here. It's not as bad as the MyWire bag one, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. I love how it's helping people. I, I you know, I, I got contacts. I'm just blind without the contacts. He's been like, he is legally blind his whole life. This is really helping him. But I just love anything. All these stories. Science is cool with the positive truth. Yo, I'm loving how all of the stories today are kind of linking up together because my story kind of goes with something that I loved to do when I was younger, right? I used to love to skateboard, right? And I would go in my neighborhood and I would try to cut everybody's yard. Just like this kid right here that I'm talking to you guys about today in Georgia, um, he was out there in his neighborhood and neighboring neighborhoods just trying to cut some grass, pull weeds, trimming hedges, anything you can do. He just wanted to save up for a PlayStation. Um, but what ended up happening was some of the um, neighbors ended up calling the police on him. Said, you know, we don't know who this kid is. He doesn't live around here, etc. Um, police officer, his name is Collerman. Officer Collerman actually came up to the young man asked him what he was doing and the young man simply said you know i'm just trying to cut grass i'm trying to save up for a playstation and the police officer just said uh you know how much are you trying to save up and he said well i don't have anything so i'm trying to make five hundred dollars and then i know the it's ten dollars a month for a uh, membership police officer was like okay well you know keep working hard um so the police officer ended up leaving and the young man went back to you know knocking on doors trying to cut people's grass and the police officer ended up coming back uh, a little while later he ended up talking some to some of his friends they raised the money and he came back with a PlayStation 5 for him and paid for his membership he basically hmm. told the the young man I appreciate your honesty. I could tell you were being honest and generous whenever you are honest, and uh, you were being generous whenever you were speaking, trying to offer your your services for very cheap even, and I can appreciate your hard work. I don't want you to stop working hard. I want you to keep working hard, but I wanted to get this for you. Now, after we got, after he gave it to him, he did tell him as well, after you get set up, I'm going to make sure that, you know, we can be friends on here and we can play with each other, which I thought was really awesome. I know that story is going to go with this young man for a very long way. I thought it was amazing because there's too many stories that we see and hear about that don't end well with police officers and young men. And all this young man was doing was trying to work hard. So shout out to Officer Collerman for being that sunshine in this young man's life and not over 
thinking about the situation. I mean, this kid was just doing what he wanted to do. And I appreciate a young man that's going out there to work hard for something that he likes. I really do, even though I'm not a big video game guy. Unless it's Mario Kart. Destroy everybody in Mario Kart. <laughs> this shows a little bit of community can go a long way, which is like my next positive news story. A man named Mr. Folger, he had a dream of hiking the West Coast Trail. It's a rugged 75 kilometer hike through the West Coast of the Vancouver Island. But for hikers and adventurers, this is like one of the top bucket list places. It's like you gotta go British Columbia's, Canada's West Coast Trail. It's one of the best ones. So he joined a Facebook group, West Coast Trail Facebook group. And he was like, this one's different. Everyone's offering guidance, encouragement. He lives in Utah. He flew from Salt Lake City to Victoria. He saved up all his money. It's his dream trip. He's super hyped. And the airplane lost all of his gear. Oh my goodness. So he had paid for all this and he was like, man, I can't even go. Like, I have nothing. So he took, he said he went through all the cycles of grief in about 15 minutes. When he got to the acceptance stage of grief, he made his way to, to the town from the airport with the clothes and hiking boots he was wearing, his ID, a toothbrush, and toothpaste. That's all he had. He got in the little hotel room. He was supposed to hike the next day, and he was just like, he put in a Facebook group, I can't do it. This is what happened. I appreciate y'all for the support. I guess this is just never going to happen for me. The Facebook like members in the group were like, no, 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 no. We got your back. So they all started reaching out to each other. They were like, we know people that live there. And they sent, ended up shuttling him, got him a backpack, tent, pole, sleeping bag, all the equipment he needed so he could go on his trip, so he could do his hike. The owner of the West Coast Trail Express was like, yo, I will shuttle you there. So you can get started. He met all these great people. And because everyone in the Facebook group reached out to someone, he ended up getting everything he needed to make his dream hike happen. And a little bit of community can go a long way. Power of social media, JP. That like, uh, I love everything about that story. We all have bucket list dreams and goals and stuff. And whenever you're that close and it doesn't happen, I couldn't, I can't even imagine how he was feeling. But the fact that he was able to jump on social media, able to get some help the way that he got the help to get all of that, those items together because of a community of people, it's so beautiful. Like that's stuff that we see movies and TV shows, like it happens only there, but it's happening in real life all the time. We just don't get to hear about it that often. Unless, you know, you're listening to us, I guess. <laughs> Exactly. What do you got, Tim? My last one is actually my favorite story, man. I actually have a young girl by the name of Lila. She's eight years old. Um, she was with her mom at a uh, parade in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. We're based out of Oklahoma City, for those that don't know. Um, so they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This eight-year-old girl is at this parade. And while she was at the parade, she actually saw somebody um, experiencing homelessness. Um, at eight years old, she saw it, she noticed it, and she realized that person wasn't having that much fun. Um, so that seeing that kind of made it inspired her to come up with this idea. Um, she started thinking about what was fun, what she liked, and she really liked the Tulsa State Fair. So she told her mom, hey, I really want to help people that are experiencing homelessness to go to the fair. And her mom said, you know what? I think that's a great idea. 
So her mom started asking around and she got linked up with the nonprofit called Be Heard. And Be Heard actually um, teams up with other organizations that are dealing with people with homelessness one-on-one. Uh, social workers, case workers, etc. Anybody that's dealing with people one-on-one um, with homelessness, they basically are part of Be Heard as well. So Lila decided to start her nonprofit called Fair Share. She's basically trying to raise $5,000 to send 30 people to the fair with their case workers as well so they can enjoy the fair full-fledged and not have to worry about any money. I thought this was amazing. I take my family to the fair every single year. We have a tradition of going three separate times, Disney on ice, ride some rides, and then me and Edna get a date night out of it, which is always a good time. One-on-one time, we eat plenty of food. But for me, it's honestly one of those family memories that I'll, I cherish, like I can't wait every single year, and we're about a month away. To find out that an eight-year-old girl saw somebody homeless and her idea to help that was to send them to the fair so they can experience something like that, it touched my heart like no other. That's a really good story, Tim. Um, that's an inspirational story. <laughs> I'm wondering what your inspirational story is for this week. Oh, it's a banger, man. I've been saving that one. Well, Tim saved his best for last. I saved my most fun for last. So I can't really I can't really top that one. But we all have dreams, Tim. Indeed. Jim Fallen had a dream. He wanted to play baseball. But, you know, he tried out for his high school team, didn't make it, graduated high school, started working for the U.S. Postal Service, joined a few adult leagues in his 20s and 30s, and now he's retired from the U.S. Postal Service, 56 years old. And, you know, he's a little older now, he's got kids, he's got grandkids, and one of his grand, like, one of his kids was talking about like I need to better be a better example for my kid I'm gonna go back to school and Fallon who's recently retired was like now I think I want to go to college so when he goes to the college he's like he sees baseball tryouts and he's like I'm academically eligible I'm gonna try out for the team at 56 right so 25 people tried out 18 got in and he was one of them because they were like, yo, this man can hit the baseball. Like, he's really good. <laughs> he still practices. He does everything with him. He does all the runs and all that. He says, I'm really a lot older than everyone. So I have to get there like an hour early to get warmed up. And then I have to stay later to like <laughs> do rehab to be good. He said, I'm really sore every single day. He said, this is some of the best time of my life. I'm going to college with to be an inspiration to my kids and my grandkids. I'm getting furthering my education. I'm retired and I'm part of the baseball team. So life can't get much better than this. Still following his dreams. I think that's dope, man. I definitely don't got it in me like that, but I'm glad he does, cause man. <laughs> You're not gonna be running marathons at 56 then? Man, my knees, boy, a four mile run took me out for a week and a half or something. It was terrible. I need to get together. I need to get together. We are done with our positive news stories, but before we get out of here, Tim has a quote. What do you got, man? If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Quotes by Michelle Ruiz. Quotes by Tim. We appreciate everyone for sticking with us, and we're out. Stay positive.